what's happening sports fans we welcome you back to week Bodie is this technically week 14 of the football season week 13 <laughs> I don't know where we are but uh, I stopped counting <laughs> Christian Pedersen Tommy Morris Bodie De Silva Bodie is on behalf of scorebook live the official digital content provider of the entire state but specifically he hooks it up real good here in the San Diego section you can download all of their stuff at the scorebook live app at SB live CA on social media we have semifinals for divisions one through five, as well as the open division final coming up this Friday and Saturday. So uh, championship season is technically upon us, but we're going to get through those semifinal games first. The first one being the division five games. And that is number one, Palo Verde Valley playing host to number four, Fallbrook. Number two, Mission Bay playing host to number six, Calexico. Let's start with the one and four Palo Verde Valley and Fallbrook Bodie to silver from scorebook live your thoughts. Yeah. Uh, prior to the playoffs, I picked Fallbrook to win it all. I'm going to pick it again, but I don't think it's as easy maybe as we thought, or maybe someone goes, Oh, well, it's small school traveling out there. I think Fallbrook gets it done, but Palo Verde has got a really good rushing attack. Marcus Macon's been doing it for several years now, a thousand yards in, in every season. So they'll have their work cut out, but I just think Fallbrook's got too big of a roster, bigger public school down in division five, my theory with that. So uh, Fallbrook goes out and gets a win in Blythe. Tom Morris. I was going to be my upset and there, there it goes, but he's ruined. But um, yeah, I'm going to go with Fallbrook as well. It's a team that had to deal with some injury stuff earlier in the season. They've kind of figured it out and this is a team that is going to be a very, very good contender for this Division Five championship. I like them in this game as well. Go Fallbrook. I will be the lone dissenter then taking the one seed here, Palo Verde Valley. I feel like uh, the win versus Crawford showed me a lot last week. That's a very solid offensive and defensive outing for the Yellow Jackets. On the flip side, number two, Mission Bay. Number six, Calexico. Mission Bay really for me has been the odds on favorite and or the team to be, if you want to call them that um, publicly facing all season long for division five. So I had them coming into this as being the one seed. I see them winning here. I see them moving on Tommy Morris, your take on this game. Yeah. Mission Bay final. I mean, they're back to full strength They had a couple wide receivers down and now they're back to where they were during the season. I like them here. I think, Next round is going to be a huge test for them, but I think this one might be a block. This could be a 30-point game, somewhere along the lines of that. I like Ooh. Mission Bay. Yeah, yeah I, I had Fallbrook and Mission Bay as my final to start, so I got to stick with that. Uh, although I do believe I was the only one to pick Colexco last week, so good win for them going out to Holtville and, and getting that one. So You are. Uh, you are. Kudos. You are. Unfortunately, I think the run ends here. Uh, Mission Bay has just got so much offensive firepower. Uh, we've seen what Clash has been doing at quarterback for years now. So. Rarely do we have a 30-point blowout called, though. Um, uh, it was pretty close to that last week with Mission Bay, what they got done in the quarterfinals there. On to the Division Four games, the semifinal matchups being played this Friday night, 7 p.m. Number one, Patrick Henry playing host to number four, Del Norte. Patrick Henry getting it done. Uh, really how we've kind of come to know them with explosive offense last round, 64-28 over La Jolla Country Day. Del Norte, though, coming close to matching pace with a 49-14 definitive win over Rancho Buena Vista. So the one in the four seed, Bodie De Silva from Scorebook Live. What do you see happening here? 
Yeah, just looking around, there's so many good games in the semifinal round, especially this this week. Unfortunately, can only be at one when they're all at the same time. This is one of those for me. Um, I think Patrick Henry gets it done, but I think it's really close. Delmarte's got a bunch of young playmakers that if they can't make the run this year, uh, they're a team to look for in these next few years. But I have Patrick Henry, really close one here. Tommy Morris, what do you got? Yeah, you know, it goes on Friday nights. You know, anyone can win. Both teams are good. I expect a good show. Everybody's good. There's a bunch of good teams. Anyone can win. I'll make sure to clip that in. Uh, just copy-paste that quote for the next game. I see uh, I see Patrick Henry getting it done here. Their offense has become a signature weapon, and I think they hold on in a high-scoring, like, last drive or two, they end up pulling it out type game. Other side of the bracket, University City, the number two seed, plays host to Coronado, the number three seed, and this is just goodness all the way around in this matchup. University City, the two seed for a reason. Them with Sam Cooper all season long have been sort of a marquee offense in this Division Four bracket. Coronado, a team that, I mean, really has embodied the chip away at it mentality of how you get better as a program, taking steps every year under Coach Hines to improve in at least some facet of the game. And it's showing off now. They're the three seed. They're in the semifinals. Tommy Morris, we will save you the uh, we'll save you the quote of having to do that, and we'll just copy paste it uh, unless you have anything else to say about this game. But in this game, it's a uh, it's yeah, the two two teams that are both in Division Four, rank two, one is ranked three. It'll be played on a Friday night at around seven o'clock, and um, it's a football game that will happen between two teams. Eleven on eleven. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> uh tommy nailing it uh Bodie de silva your take on this game yeah so looking back a week i was i was wrong i had sweetwater beaten coronado and what an impressive turnaround sweetwater scores 73 one week gets shut out the next week so coronado clearly knew what they were doing there i think the run ends here university city uh they beat them already and they've got so much firepower on offense i think this kind of shapes up to be that university city patrick henry final to division three we go this one my goodness heavyweight title fights in both of the semifinal matchups first game we got number one mount carmel wesley and them boys taking on number four ramona other side of the bracket we got number two versus number three in modern day catholic and santa fe christian both of those teams undefeated uh, guys, I think we can run it back to our preseason sort of maybe week two or three league look, you know, not league, um, you know, the division look aheads that we were doing. And we got this one wrong. We all thought that this was pretty much just modern day's bracket to win and it was going to be a wash the rest of it. These, these are two great. This might be the best of the semifinal matchups. That first one with uh, Mount Carmel and Ramona, Tommy Morris, what's your take on this? Yeah, it's going to be a great game. Ramona was a really impressive win last week. I believe I called that, if I'm not correct. But um, Mal Carmel, uh, with the exception of some of the kids in modern day, potentially has the best player in this bracket version. But I like Ramona in this one. I think it's going to be really, really close. I, I, I like what Mal Carmel's got going on. I, I think that there's a program headed in the right trajectory. But I think this is Ramona's year to get to the final. So I like the Bulldogs. Bodie DeSilva from Scorebook Live. You like an upset here as well? Yeah, so I've picked Mount Carmel before. I'll stick with that. But, man, like the way Ramona's been playing uh, last week, 
beating a team by 50 that came in undefeated. They're they're clearly doing something correct there. So I think it's really close, but I'll I'll stick with Mount Carmel. That was my pre-bracket pick. Uh, yeah, I would be I would be remiss to, to deviate from the Mount Carmel pick as well, but it certainly is pretty terrifying when you look at it and it's by 52-0 and then they're into the semis. Uh, it's a pretty flawless last two weeks worth of football for Ramona. Um, one through four, sometimes you roll your eyes at it. Nothing to roll your eyes at. You're like this has played out beautifully and these are the games that people want to see. This is amazing, I think, for the section in terms of its depth to not just be – all right, let's get to open. Let's let's talk about that game. This is great. I want to stay here and focus on this for a while because the next one we have is a pair of small schools. Modern Day Catholic, the two seed, they get it done 55 nothing against El Cap last week. Santa Fe Christian wins in a nail-biter 38-35 against Brawley. Um, two big schools on the other side of the bracket, two small schools on this side of the bracket. Uh, who's going to be the undefeated team that moves on from this second game? Bodie De Silva? Yeah, I'm going to go modern day. That was, I had them facing Mount Carmel for, for several weeks now, but I think for Santa Fe Christian, they survived last week and they've got to find a way to run the ball. Cause if they can, then keep the, uh, the clock moving, keep it lower scoring. That's the only way I really see them surviving here. Cause if, if they're a team that if they get down two, three touchdowns early, the way their offense is, they're just not going to be able to come back in that game. Tommy, your thoughts on Santa Fe Christian's chances here. Yeah, this might be the end of the run for Santa Fe Christian. The only chance they have is if they run the ball, run the clock, and try to limit possessions. They, if they want to win, they got to take up all 40 of the play clock. And they, again, like I just said, have as few possessions as possible. They're facing a defense that's going to be able to stop the rushing attack, unfortunately, for them. And that's pretty much the way that they've been surviving. I kind of call them like a cathedral light almost. It's the same thing where they they run that offense. you got to be super disciplined to stop them. But this is a modern team that's very, very good, very well coached. And to be very tough to beat um, unless you play an absolute perfect ball game. So I like modern day in this one. I think they'll win by about 20 points or so. But again, I don't want to take anything away from what Santa Fe Christian's done this year. Incredible season for uh, Eagles, excuse me. And I, I think that they're just unfortunately running into a juggernaut, a team that realistically could compete in any division in San Diego. I think it's interesting you make these qualifying statements of if if they're going to do it, they're going to need to control the ball and run and stay disciplined and all this. And as I'm thinking of it, I'm like, there is literally no team in San Diego you would think of more than Santa Fe Christian when you're making the descriptive adjectives of all the things that a team would need to do to beat modern-day Catholic. So, Tommy, I think you're absolutely wrong in terms of this being a route. I think it's a low scoring game. I think it's a quick, like this is going to be a tight 90. Like this game is going to be played very fast uh, because the ball is going to stay in play. The clock's going to keep moving. I think modern day ends up winning, but by less than a touchdown, I, I think mm-hmm. that Santa Fe Christian gets a ton of respect for the, uh, the, the victory here. And that this one ends up being a lot closer than a lot of people think it'll be On to the division two semifinals. Mira Mesa. We'll play host to La Jolla. Scripps Ranch will play host to the uh, surprise remaining low seed Rancho Bernardo after they got the upset against Poway last week. Let's start with that 1-4 game. The health of Jackson Stratton obviously has been a determining factor in how good the La Jolla Vikings are this season. You like to think that as a team, they got themselves to this position, so it's not entirely dependent upon one player. But it would seem that right now, maybe the Mira Mesa Marauders have the upper hand in this one. Bodie De Silva, your thoughts? Yeah, I'm going to go Mira Mesa here. They just seem to keep getting better as, as the season goes on. And obviously, they're they're playing in memory of Coach Thompson and 
Um, a lot of uh, underclassmen here have been making some noise for them down the down the second half of the season. So I think that they continue this and find a way to get into the D2 championship game. Tommy? Yeah, kind of tough to see Stratton come out of the game last week. That game was a lot closer than it should have been or a lot closer than I thought it was going to be. The one cost in their offense, though, Mason Powers, the wide receiver, has been unbelievable for the Vikings so far this season. I, I am a little surprised they don't run as much as I thought they would. They have capable running backs. They have some good athletes. I, I think maybe they change the game plan a little bit, try to keep the ball on the ground more than they normally would, especially if Jackson Stratton is not playing. But for the first time in a long time, I want to pick against the Vikings. I'm going to go with their Mason here. A team that has really surprised me and has been a lot better than I thought they were going to be. And this might be their year. It might be, again, team of destiny, whatever you want to call it. This, this might be their year to win Division Two, And, it, like, this is a bracket kind of like Division Three. We said moderate from the beginning. We all said the lawyer from the beginning. And now it's not really looking that way. i gotta, I got to say that this is going to be a, a victory for my uh, Mayor Mason. Uh, yeah, a lot of extenuating circumstances made me want to pick Mira Mesa. I can't uh, I drink my mug. I drink my coffee out of a La Jolla Vikings mug. Uh, I can't go against the Vikings at this point in the season, but I agree that the underclassmen and the just the momentum and the skill all seems to be going Mira Mesa's favor in a way that you look at that and you you see the framework of what Thompson was talking about being all there for when he really wanted to return Mira Mesa to an open division type talent that, you know, was in the conversation for best football school in San Diego every single year. The, and that conversation starts with the championship this year. Scripps Ranch, the number two is playing host to RB. I said RB last week, got that kind of surprising upset 17, 14 over the Poway Titans. Scripps Ranch very easily handling El Centro 27, seven. I have the Falcons winning in this one easily. Tommy. Well, I would like some credit for calling RB in the last round. Thank you very much. But what does scare me is I think they all, according to one website, they only threw for eight passing yards. Another one had them at 28. So <laughs> I, that, that's a little concerning to me when you're playing a team like a Scripps branch where you have Jack Sutherland throwing the ball over the field and they can score fast. So this is not a good matchup for Poway, which is what concerns me. I think it's a Scripps branch game to win. I think we see a Scripps branch very the final. And what will be a very, very good finals matchup in Division Two. Bodie. Yeah, I got to go Scripps Ranch here. It's been a crazy couple of weeks for RB. We saw them uh, survive on a last second field goal against Bishops, and then the Heat come back in, in the rematch against the rival Poway, take them down. So I think Scripps Ranch gets them here, I'll say, by about two touchdowns. To Division One, the semifinals, number one, Helix plays number five, El Camino. Number two, Madison versus number three, Lincoln. Guys, let's start with that 1-5 game. The Helix Highlanders last week getting it done against Grossmont, 41-24. El Camino, 30-20 over LCC. Helix, after uh, maybe two bad weeks, if you will, by their like historical standards early in the season, um, was kind of written off from the top, top team conversation. And I think that that has left them a little bit lackluster in terms of the hype surrounding this. This does not feel like the traditional kind of run that a Helix team has had, but this is very much a traditional Helix team. They're in the driver's seat in the playoffs, and I, I see them moving on to the finals here. Bodie De Silva, your thoughts? Yeah, I'd agree. I like I like Helix to win. Um, El Camino, those looked really good in their first two weeks. They they definitely seem to bring it uh, once the playoffs come around. The regular season doesn't always go their way, but they, they have found something and 
Um, their team really bonds together there. So I think it's a close game. I'll, I'll save one touchdown, but I like Helix to, to move on here with their rushing attack. You could definitely put all that on the poll at ST Prep Insider. Maybe it's not even El Camino. Maybe it's just as a Michael Hobbs coached team know how to turn it on in the playoffs. Uh, yeah. Tommy, your thoughts. Yeah, so I called a good upset, and this one I got it wrong. I thought Grossmont would, would be Helix, and I think maybe Christian Washington was listening because, again, this is off the top of my head. It's correct me if I'm wrong, guys, computers. But 322 yards and five touchdowns, somewhere around there, rushing for Christian Washington. Three, 337, maybe? Yeah, something crazy. Something insane. So when that happens, you have a pretty good chance of winning, I would say. So in out-of-this-world performance from him, he's a fantastic football player. I don't see that happening again, but I see him having another big game. It's kind of hard to go over 300-plus twice in a row. They, for them to win this game, they really need to step it up a little bit in the passing game. Rylan Jesse is a capable quarterback. We haven't, see, we haven't seen it so far in the playoffs. They're going to be keying on Christian Washington for obvious reasons. Again, when you go for 300 yards, Kind of eye-opening. So I, I do like Helix in this game, but I think it's going to be super close, I think, within a touchdown. And I think we'll see the Highlanders in the, in the championship game. Other side of this bracket, Madison, Lincoln. We saw this one earlier this season with Madison coming out on top. Madison is the two seed. It'll be at home for the Warhawks. Is this the old adage, you know, it's hard to beat a football team twice? Or, or is Madison in control here because they get it at home? There's a lot of different ways to see this game. Bodie, I'm curious what you make of it. Yeah, I'm going to be at this game really looking forward to it. Um, I, I think we'll see something similar to we saw the first time. I, I don't think it's going to be high scoring. I think it's two teams that really know what the other team is going to do. Um, and with that said, I'll give Madison the advantage of being at home and, and think they come out on top again. Tommy, I'm curious about your thoughts. I think it's a Lincoln victory. I the first game was a huge surprise to me, and I think Lincoln was surprised as well. I don't think they're going to be surprised this week. I think Madison kind of stuck up on them. That won't happen when you pretty lost them during regular season. I like Lincoln in this one by about 14. Madison having a great season, a season that, I, I again, we, we talked about this last week, playing way above expectations for what we thought of them in the beginning of the year. Hats off to them and Coach Jackson. Very, very good football team, but I like Lincoln in this one, and I like uh, Lincoln Helix. Fair enough. I will side with Madison just out of, I, I like home field advantage on this one for whatever reason. I feel like this is a, a coin toss one score game. that comes down to whoever was at home. Madison wins the draw here and, and is able to repeat guys. We go on to the open division championships. These are going to be at Escondido high school this Saturday, November 20th. Double checking that. Yes, it is this Saturday, 7 PM Escondido high school, number one, Carlsbad, number two, cathedral Catholic, Kind of the dance that we've all been watching happen. And this isn't a particular, I mean, no one's surprised, right? By this matchup. Like this is kind of the matchup that more than any other year in recent history, we've kind of had zero doubts was going to come together in the open division championship, you know, barring something spectacular happening. Nothing spectacular did happen in the semifinals. So let's break it down. Uh, what do we see here? What are we saying about this game? Bodie De Silva from Scorebook Live. Let's get it started with you while Tommy gets adjusted to his home studio setup. Um, I'm sure that you can make a case for both teams winning this one. It feels like Cathedral maybe has a little bit more actual firepower, uh, but Carlsbad does not have a loss yet this year. Um, I'm curious where you take this. Yeah, 
Yeah, so as you said, not really a surprise. For me, they've been number one and two all season long. Um, and even going back in the spring season, they finished one and two for me. So um, this is kind of what I came to expect. And um, I'm glad to see they're both here because I think this is the best possible matchup that we we're going to see in the open division. Um, just looking at it, I think, how does Carlsbad stop Cathedral's rushing attack? We know they're going to run and run and run um, probably 80% of the time, if not more. So when Cathedral does go in the air, are they going to complete easy passes or, or how's that work? And then on the other side, since uh, since Carlsbad's had senior running back Paolo Barak back, the offense is just, I mean, it was good before when you have a, an excellent quarterback, but when you've got a top flight running back back there, it's it's made teams even um, more difficult to, to try and guard them. So I think if he has a big game, Carlsbad will be right in it. Um, and I will go Carlsbad by a field goal. Is that what I want? <laughs> Let, let's get a last second field goal. That's what I'm hoping for. These two teams were also the 2020 Open Division Championship. I have that correct? No, this was the 2019 semi. Who did Carlsbad most recently play against in the finals? Was it against? They Helix? lost to Helix. It was lost to Helix. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Carlsbad won 21 20 at Cathedral in 2019. Deal. Uh, it was double, double, trying to double check all my numbers there on the fly. Tommy Morris, fresh cut, fresh, uh, fresh look here for the, for the final segment of this podcast. We're talking about the open division game. Bodie has Carlsbad by a field goal. What do you got? We'll go Cathedral by a touchdown here. We've got arguably the best quarterback in the county playing arguably the best running back in the county. Cathedral, we I've talked about them all year. I don't think there's really anyone. They're, they're slightly a step above everybody else, and it's not a knock on the rest of the county. I just think that they are slightly above everyone else as far as just the talent level. And it's it, again, they they the only losses I think again off the top of my head I'm, I'm remembering are Southern Section teams. So this is in my opinion, a school that can beat anybody else in the county. And I like them by touchdown here. And that's, that's, that's supposed to be a huge compliment to, to Carlsbad to say that they, they are going to be within a touchdown because I don't think anyone else in the county could keep it that close. So I, I like Cathedral on this one. I smile because uh, we, we just posted it to SD Prep Insider on Twitter, on Instagram for our polls. Uh, is it hard to go for 300 plus yards in two games in a row? And it's already been quote tweeted, not for app big moves wash. It, the the specifically <laughs> the specifically discussed person has already been notified of his poll. Uh, I'll close this out with just man, I I I struggle to p- pick against Carlsbad because they are that number one, and I historically have always gone for the I will side with you until you prove me otherwise. But uh, Lucky Sutton and the offense for that Cathedral Catholic team just feels as threatening and lethal of, of a group as they have had with any of the previous championship teams. I will side with you, Bodie. I'll go with Carlsbad by a field goal, but it's my lowest confidence of any of the games that we're talking about today. Anything that we missed, any of our divisions of football, what else can we cover? I, I just went on record that I'm the only one that picked Cathedral. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, I'll, just a, a couple notes of that open division game, but Carlsbad comes in, they've won 16 in a row. So that's something I think that's kind of flown a little bit under the radar. They haven't lost since that uh, open division championship in 2019. And um, from Cathedral's point of view, the only two losses is Tommy, as you said, one was to Corona Centennial and another up at De La Salle. So you never can, I mean, no one else in San Diego would have taken on that schedule. They did, they competed. And um, in, in San Diego, their, their closest win was a two touchdown win over Torrey Pines to start the year when they turned the ball over five times. So no one in San Diego's really come close so far, but we'll see if Carlsbad can give them the best game. 
terrifying stats on both sides. Both of those are very, very good football teams and uh, proud to have them representing all of us in the finals. If you want more, follow Bodie at SD Preps at SB Live CA. Bodie, what do, what do you got coming down the pipeline content-wise here that people can look forward to? Yeah, so about an hour ago, just posted the top 10 winningest uh, active football coaches in the section. So some some surprising names. I think there's four that are still have their teams in the playoffs this year. So uh, some fun stuff there. And then, yeah, later on today, I was able to catch up with both of the open division coaches yesterday at Escondido High School. So some quotes from them on what they're looking forward to in this game. And um, yeah, obviously semifinals Friday and open division Saturday. So huge week ahead. And we got basketball tipping off. So great. There we go. Yes. He got to it. Hey, and kudos for putting the, the, um, open finals on Saturday so people can go to semifinals game and a finals game. The easy to put it all on Friday, but very happy they did it that way. Yes, that's huge. I don't think they did that the last time that we had it. I think the last one was on a Friday, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I'd have to. I don't remember, but um, yeah, this is this is the ideal schedule. And Escondido is going to be fine. Like, say what you will yeah. about all the different venues. No, they uh, they redid the facilities. They hosted in in twenty twelve or thirteen, and um, it was good then. And um, hopefully, see some great games again. So. Yeah. Well, also, if you think about it, if you think about it, so Southwest, which is what we've had hosting it for the last couple of years, is a community college stadium. Palomar Community College plays their football games at Escondido, so it is a community college equivalent type stadium. So it's not like there's really. It just it sounds different because it's Escondido High School, but but it is similar in the fact that community colleges play there as well. So. Well, and I think there's a lack of external awareness of how nice the facilities are because, uh, and this is not to. I mean, this is, there's no way to say this without it sounding as if it being a little bit of a knock to the Escondido program. There's just not a ton of cameras there blasting that that stadium presence out every Friday night. Um, and yeah, so some people just don't know the facilities there are awesome. There are a couple of there. Are, there's really the, the only other one that I would say would be a high school that I'd be like, yes, I fully endorse that. But the parking situation is awful. It's Hilltop. Surprisingly, the stadium situation at Hilltop, it's on point. It's very nice. Um, and they're using it for the uh, the field hockey finals, and it's got great concrete setup on both sides. But Escondido, it's going to be great. It's going to be uh, wonderful to have the next two weeks of football happen. But then we are on to basketball, and we are on to some of the uh, the nicer part of the year because we get to to have a little bit more flexibility with games that we pick and uh, and all this stuff that we get to talk about. Anything we missed this week, guys? I'm going to add this about field hockey. I can't – every time I watch it, my lower back hurts. Just watch – the way that they have to bend over and run, I don't know how they do it. And then when they get in too close and one of those swings misses and hits somebody – oh, no, it's – yeah, it's very painful-looking sport at times. I'm, I'm completely with you on this. Uh, it seems a little absurd that, that that's like uh, – that's something that people volunteer for. Oh, yeah, I'll run hunched over for 45 minutes. Uh, and, and, you know, hurt my lower back <laughs> intentionally. Yeah. Uh, but Hey, we support If it. I was the chiropractor, I would set up at a game every single week. <laughs> so, so that's your side hustle is just be, yeah, be, I got to get a chiropractor's license and just show up and just have a, like one of the, what are the chiropractor table things called? One of those massage setups. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> just, just start doing adjustments there. Yep. Deal. I like that. All right. Well, folks, we will return next week with Tommy uh, pursuing his MBA as he sets up his uh, field hockey chiropractic business. And Bodie has some more basketball for us. Thank you very much, everyone, for tuning in to another episode of San Diego Prep Insider. We will talk to you guys next week.